0: Sports Minutes with Elia Danker and Ziaul Roshan.
1: Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again and nobody will ever win a European Cup final more dramatically than this. Turn to someone who destroyed you to build you back up. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep your friends close, keep your
2: enemies closer and all that, right? What a piece of news. First things first, still goosebumps after I hear their audio. Any excuse to play it? But we are, the reason we're playing that is because Olegon of Solskjaer is the latest name link to the Bayern Munich job. This is
1: insane. I mean <laughs> so for me, it started off seeing an article that uh, Ole and one of his uh, one of the youngsters he he rooted for and promoted at United could be reunited. And I was like, what's this all about? Ole getting a new job Ole at Bayern and maybe he'll bring Mason Greenwood.
2: Wow, wow, wow. Those are some uh, mouth watering possibilities, but 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 As we've discussed in the past couple of weeks, I think Bayern just need an interim someone to come in and just steady the ship. And perhaps that's why Ole's name has been mentioned because you remember that time when he was interim boss at Manchester United? Brilliant record that then got him the full-time job.
1: Okay, so we'll discuss Ole in just a sec. Let's uh, run through the other potential targets. Xabi Alonso is one of them. Needless to say why. Uh, He's an ex-Bayern player as well. So could this work?
2: I think it's up to Xabi Alonso at this point. I mean, good choices to have, right? Bayern and Liverpool both coming after you. Why not? If I were Xabi Alonso, I'd take the Liverpool job. But, because because I feel if he does win the Bundesliga with Bayer Leverkusen, what else is there to achieve in Germany? Almost. It's a fresh challenge. But, I can see why he's being linked to the Bayern job as well.
1: Okay, so the next uh, other candidate that's on the list uh, that we're seeing overnight uh, is a certain uh, Zinedine Zidane. Your thoughts on Zidane taking the job?
2: I mean, hard to fault Zidane's record when you consider how short a time he spent at Real Madrid relative to how many trophies he won. So, Bayern historically liked trophies. And I guess Zidane, with his track record, would come in and prove that it is in it to win it, right, almost, yeah. but I don't see, somehow I don't see, doesn't see the, the fit, synergy, right? don't see yeah, the fit, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I struggle to see that.
1: Yeah, but I tell you what, uh, Munich is a beautiful place to live in, uh, I spent some time there myself Uh and I think Zidane, Zizou, would fit in just nice. Now, to the issue at hand, which is a Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and why Ole is probably the perfect fit to finish out the season with Bayern, I don't think they need a coach right now. They just need someone to make them feel good.
2: Exactly, a man-manager, right? And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, to his credit, did the same thing. He took over from a toxic reign of yeah. Jose Mourinho and yeah. he lifted the players. And to your point, I think that's exactly what Bayern need. They need someone to come in and just... Uplift the spirits, almost. Yeah, and, that's the thing. And this is our view, objectively, not as Bayern Munich fans, just as football observers, almost. I managed to hunt down a Bayern Munich fan, and he seems to be in agreement that the tools are there. It's just about extracting it from the players. Here's Rehan, a Bayern Munich fan.
3: So I'm Rehan. I'm a Bayern Munich fan. So I think the problems at the club, basically, is trust. There's no trust between the players and the coach. Be it play style or whether the coach doesn't trust the player's ability wise, I think these players are of really high level. They are world class players. Go look at the names; they are a fantastic bunch of players. Of course, there are some gaps in the team that can be filled with maybe new transfers, but you have to be able to work with the current squad. I think that is the main problem. Tuchel needs to work with the current squad he has and have a play style that fits them, and that being a problem, and him not wanting to change to that, and his ideas being very, very strict and very you know, stubborn. He's very stubborn, so the the easiest way, of course, is to just change the manager. Get, get let him get the sack. So if that were to happen in an ideal world for us, you know the possible replacements ranges from Zinedine Zidane to Hansi Flick with, you no know, Conte and Mourinho in between. Now of course we all. One Hansi Flick to come back, but he's linked with another job in Spain. So, yeah, whether he will want to come back is another question. But for me, I think the interim coach, if the interim coach were to come in, the interim coach should be able to handle players of this status and really work well with the current players. And then from there, maybe if you can find a play a manager that works well with the team tactically they'll be even better but the best thing would be if the interim coach can have a good play style attractive play style and work well with the players i think that would be the best But of course, who would it be not so sure right now
1: you know it's interesting uh, uh ray hun talking about who could take over the issues and trust and as he's describing it rafshan i wonder how did Bayern gets so bad. We've long considered the Bundesliga a two-horse race, but then for 10 years it's just a one-horse race and the only way to destroy that race was to self-destruct, which Mm. is what they've done.
2: And it's not just this season that they've self-destructed almost, right? Even last year, Dortmund handed them the title on the final day. It's not like they won it at a canter. So, I like the point you're raising. The question marks have been there for a while. I guess the bad decisions in recent times, especially with managerial hires, have just caught up with Bayern Munich. I guess this is a chance for a reset almost to Rehan's point, to what we've been discussing. Bring an interim to get the spirits up buy time a bit before the right candidate emerges because I think the managerial market is quite fluid. You don't know who's going to go where. Hansi Flick to Barcelona, Xabi Alonso to Liverpool. There could be many possibilities where other better candidates come into the fore for the full-time job. So I think Bayern will be smart to play this in terms of just getting the fans on side by getting a feel-good appointment and then go for the kill with a proper, proper appointment. It'd be nice to see Ole get
1: the top job and and the likelihood of him coming away with a a better managerial record. But you can't help but wonder with Bayern Munich, you know, the nickname FC Hollywood, you kind of need that Hollywood signing. Mm -hmm. And I still feel that Jose Mourinho will probably be the best bet. Look, Bayern Munich changed managers every two to three years yeah. anyway. Mm, mm. This guy is a two to three-year-old guy. A project
2: manager. Anyway. project manager.
1: Yeah. Get him in.
2: Head of Bundesliga. It's it's almost win-win. Yep. I, I'm i inclined to agree but I guess, yes, we talk about Mourinho trying to move away from that image of toxicity yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. But I feel there is baggage there. So if anything, there's going to be a bit of resistance from yeah. the buy-in board. And one thing I've realised is the Bayern board like to be large and in charge. Yeah, they like yeah. to be in the news, they like to be making statements, they like to be yeah, controlling. Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> Will that then clash with the firebrand that yeah, is Jose Mourinho? Yeah. That is possibly a problem as well. I put out a quick poll in terms of who's been uh, rooted for a job, rumoured for the job rather, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Zidane Zidane, or Shabby Alonso. Surprise, surprise, 42% think Ole should take the job. There you go. Yep. There you go. And Shabby Alonso has the least number of oh, votes and i think i probably surprised. Liverpool fans. Yes possible But, but
1: that's the thing, and, and, and just to wrap up this topic really with regard to Bayern Munich or or any giant club going through such an issue, we are quite familiar with that. you you got to look at the bosses. Exactly. You know? yeah. the, the, the people signing things off, the decision makers, maybe that's the cultural reset that needs to happen first.
2: And I'm going to use the word of the week that I've used multiple times this week already, ecosystem. Ooh. You need to give the manager a good ecosystem to try and succeed. You need to give them the good ground to go out and achieve things, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what Manchester United are trying to do with Sir Jim Ratcliffe coming in and uh, New Broom sweeps clean, I guess. I
1: know he's building an ecosystem and he is probably poacher of the year because now he's uh, got uh, a certain Dean Ashworth. Who is Dean Ashworth? Well, he's the guy making Newcastle tick right now. Yeah,
2: exactly. Dan Ashworth comes with great uh, great pedigree in terms of what he achieved at Brighton, what he achieved Did elsewhere. I say Dean? I think
1: so. Uh, is my reading glasses. i uh, <laughs> wearing the wrong once today
2: <laughs> a, skill, a skill future can buy yeah, already, know, right? you know, possibly but Dan Ashworth hopefully will <laughs> yep, come in yep. and correct and right the wrongs and as Gary Neville is going to point out here the rot has set in for Manchester United in the past decade it's time
0: to do something right when you think for 10 years every Manchester United manager has operated without a CEO that's absolutely been in a football club before without a sporting director without a known head of recruitment it's madness. I mean, forget negligence. It's just madness. The idea that obviously Jim Ratcliffe's come in and just appointed a CEO that's been at a football club before and a football director, we're all thinking, well, that's it's staggering. It hasn't happened. It's unbelievable. It would never happen at any other club. So I think what we're seeing now is just normality. It's not sort of anything special at the moment. Just putting good people into the one of the best clubs in the world is a sensible thing to do and that's why it feels like there's a new energy about the place it's imperative that Manchester United for the next transfer window get someone in place because if you pay 10 million to get Dan Ashworth out if you get another transfer window wrong you might blow another 100 million so it's important they get the right people in place Dan Ashworth has done incredibly well at West Brom he did a fantastic job with England putting the foundation in place not just for the first team that have been successful but the youth teams obviously the other side of, uh, of all the FA then he's done I was, I was amazed he went to Brown. I thought, Dan, is that not a little bit of a sort of, not backwards step, but sideways? But what he did there was fantastic. He's been really sensible and measured at Newcastle. What Manchester United need to do is stop the rot. When Manchester United were phoned, or Manchester United phoned any club in Europe, they were going, here we go, it's bingo time, we're going to get paid a load of money. Dan Ashworth won't allow that to happen. He's, He's quite sort of, if you like, resilient around that type of stuff and measured. I
1: I like that last point uh, that Gary Neville made about Dan Ashworth. The fact that he will control the narrative. is You're not going to get that Manchester United tax from Ed Woodward.
2: Exactly. You talked about earlier Bayern being Hollywood FC. Manchester United have a reputation of being blank check FC at the moment because the prices that are quoted for some Manchester United signings is through the roof. And Dan Ashworth comes in as a shrewd negotiator with a proven track record, right? And I think the point Gary Neville makes as well, it's just... These appointments are causing so much excitement among those of the Red Allegiance, right? But it shouldn't because... You need these, these people in place yeah. to build that ecosystem for you. And I think it's about time Manchester United got up to speed with their peers.
1: You know, it's interesting you bring this up. And I want to turn the conversation slightly. I mean, we're looking at sport. Why can't you find the right player and all that? And for a long time, post Moneyball, uh, the movie, uh, or even what, what happened in real life, it's been about the data or the data suggests that this player is good. And you sometimes end up buying older players, et etc. Et what you see now is that complete shift, whether it be interim managers where you, you see okay, let's talk to this person because a lot of names were thrown in but let's talk to this person let's look at what he's done let's look at his understanding and most importantly does this person fit the culture it's much like how you don't get a job anymore by simply making uh, an application Mm. online Mm. or or, uh, through the classified ads Mm. sorry Mm. there's a lot of of networking uh, uh, and and observing one's character if you get what I mean
2: exactly and I completely agree with you because a role like Dan Ashworth is going to involve the day-to-day is going to involve working with people internally as well as externally and I mean whether it's the staff or the stakeholders, right? So that communication is so, so important and speaking of communication, I think he's broken a few bridges at Newcastle at this point because he's been put on gardening leave. Newcastle, of course, trying to protect what they feel is their guy and Manchester United coming in to poach them but some of the help fees that are being mentioned I think I've seen 20 million being quoted for Dan so Ashford to start I work million. immediately yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that's quite ridiculous any job especially when it's a like for like even if our industry you are expected to go to a non-competitive rival at least and there'll be gardening leave involved I think you need to understand that this is the way of this the, is sport. the way, yeah. Newcastle yeah. coming out and well I've seen Newcastle fans on X or Twitter complaining that oh, Manchester United are poaching them, da 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 da. That's right for it. And didn't Newcastle do the same thing to Brighton? Uh, Brighton. So it's uh-huh. the it's the food chain almost, right? And it's unfortunate but All things said and considered, I'm quite excited by Dan Ashworth's possible arrival.
1: Whoa, I wonder who his first signing will be. And knowing Ashworth, it it probably won't be someone from the current Newcastle squad.
2: I think so. I think he'll try and keep some friends, but he's going to be meticulous about this. Haiti days for Manchester United.
0: Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.